1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic may be in the driving seat But there is still work to do If they want to guarantee European football in the new year The season's Champions League journey ends tonight But the Europa League waits If Brendan Rodgers' men get anything better than A 3-0 defeat at home to Anderlecht Elsewhere, Jason Holt says the Rangers players Are all ready to impress the new manager Whoever and whenever that may be And since it's a Tuesday night We're here in the company of Roger Hanna of the Scottish Sun And Gordon DL Are we both... Fit, well and raring to go Yeah, I think so Gordon You think so? Dazzler? Yeah, yeah, a wee bit of a sore throat But we'll get through it Oh for goodness sake You're, you're such a martyr Honestly 01419511025 If you want to join us On the phone lines Only one place to start tonight though The big game in the east end of Glasgow Celtic against Anderlecht Here's Alison Conroy Yeah, cold December night in the east end of Glasgow as Celtic look to secure European football after Christmas. As you say, anything but a three-goal defeat or more will give them just that. Anderlecht, of course, the visitors for the final Champions League group match of this campaign and Brendan Rodgers wants to end it with their first home win. It was, of course, 3-0 Celtic in Brussels back in September and the Anderlecht manager has joked that he doesn't think they're capable of winning 3-0 tonight, insisting they're not even talking about qualifying for the Europa League. All they want is a good result. Mr Dembele of course is fit to start tonight after recovering from an ankle knock and Brendan Rodgers has already said he'd have no hesitation in giving some minutes to Saturday's hat-trick hero Odson Edward. Kick-off here at Celtic Park is 7.45. I'll bring you the teams as soon as I get them, Gordon. OK, thanks to Alison Conroy. We'll check in with Alison once the teams get announced. You know the way this works on the big game nights, guys. Get in touch. Let us know your pre-match predictions. What do you expect to see from Celtic tonight? Who do you want to see in that starting 11? 0141 951 Or, of course, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, Roger, it's a strange kind of game where Celtic can afford to lose... 2-0 and, and still go through to the Europa League but I'm sure Brenton Rodgers' team talk will be a bit more uh, straightforward than that won't it? Yeah they'll, they'll want to finish a group with a flourish it was a fantastic performance a fantastic result in Brussels in the reverse fixture against Anderlecht it all but guaranteed Celtic you know, European football after Christmas they will want to finish the group with a home win in front of their own fans tonight difficult games already in the group against PSG against Bayern Munich they will want to sign off with a win and they will look forward to the draw on Monday for the last 32 the knockout stages of the Europa League. Gordon Diel, any, any danger for you that Celtic can't get this over the line? They're obviously heavy favourites to, to make it into that third place. No, I don't I don't think that um, you know there's any danger whatsoever, Gordon. I think they'll be comfortable tonight. Um, you know, the confidence of getting away um, and winning 3-0 um, and then coming back to Celtic Park, scoring five in, in Saturday... Uh, it'll be interesting to see his team line up because usually when you score a hat trick, you're expecting to play the next game. I don't think he will. I think Dembele will come back in. Uh, I think he'll make it very strong. He'll go for that one. He'll go to get the get it over the line. Um, so I've got every confidence that Celtic will will make it through tonight. I uh, don't see any problems at all. Roger, straight back into the team for Moussa Dembele or does Lee Griffiths come off the bench or are you one of the 
the few out there who thinks that Odson Edward could just command a no, start I tonight. No, Odson Edward will not start tonight. It'll be either Dembele or Griffiths. Um, if Dembele is 85 or 90% fit, it will be Griffiths. If Dembele is 100% fit, it will be Moussa Dembele without doubt. Uh, on Twitter Barry Doherty is already getting his team suggestions in He says that Griffiths must play I suppose that's one that's always going to uh, divide opinion Gordon as Roger said about going out on a high sort of thing for Celtic from the Champions League Because it's been, I think everyone would acknowledge it's been a, a difficult group In terms of PSG and Bayern Munich So these were always going to be the games that Celtic could really show what the, what they were capable of They've done the business in Belgium mm-hmm. Do you expect Brendan Rodgers to be Very keen to go out and, and put a convincing Performance and win on this evening? Yeah because I think that's the way he goes about his business Gordon, uh, Week in week out um, I think the remit when you look At that draw, you look at the teams that were In that group, finishing third Was always going to be them uh, We all know that uh, Europa League was where you know Celtic Were going to play their football I think they'll do that comfortably tonight uh, And it must be a great headache That we're talking about Three centre forwards And after watching on Saturday You would play any one of them You know, coming off a hat trick Your confidence is incredible But he'll probably get down the pecking order Because Dembele's the main man And then it's Griffiths So he'll get down to third uh, Brendan Rodgers says that Celtic's entire Champions League campaign has been a learning curve We know that all they have to do tonight to secure a third place finish and Europa League Is avoid the defeat of 3-0 or more So that's the, the picture, it's pretty simple But the manager wants them to replicate the 3-0 win they got in Brussels back in September In all the games we've we, we've learned lessons from them So, um, But certainly the result out there and the performance We were uh, we played very well uh, Anderlecht will obviously be disappointed having been at home and uh, and obviously us coming to there and, and, and winning you know, quite convincingly. They changed the coach, so um they'll look at that as a you know, as a positive. You know, we have watched a number of their games and uh, they play quite well. So uh, so they'll come to, to attack, I'm sure, and, and look to get a victory. And for us, um that is also what we want. You know, we've we want to give the supporters a yeah, Champions League victory at home. You know, we, we've been in two campaigns now. This being the last game of the, the Champions League campaign, it's been absolutely brilliant. The supporters have been incredible for us home and away. But it'd be nice for us to uh, to finish this campaign with a victory at home and take us to six points, which would again show you know a, you know a great level of progress for us at this level. It's obviously a chance, Roger. For Celtic If they are going to make it To the Europa League to, to get there In a confident frame of mind With a performance Under their belt That might convince people That they can Do something in the Europa League Is that part of the thinking Or does it not really matter Is just getting there By any way The, the main priority Well listen the, the Celtic fans Rolling up at Parkhead tonight Will want to see a victory In the grand scheme of things it, You know it doesn't matter A 2-0 defeat Would take them through tonight Gordon you know that And come February When the knockout rounds start what happened tonight really won't make any difference whatsoever. But all that said, you know, Brendan Rogers spoke about the Celtic fans. They've travelled in their numbers to France, to Germany, to Belgium. They have seen a couple of defeats, a couple of heavy defeats in the group. So I think the Celtic players and the Celtic management will be keen to, to reward the supporters tonight, if you like, with a big performance and a big result. And what it might do is it might just send out word around the other teams who are going to be in the draw on Monday that Celtic fancy their chances of getting through a couple of times 
01419511025 Why not get in touch Give us your thoughts Ahead of that game Your score predictions Who would you like to see Play up front in particular For Celtic Let's start with Ian In Greenock Hi Ian How you doing Gordon Yeah I'm good thanks uh, How are you good e- I'm good Good evening Roger Hi Ian. Gordon Hi Ian I'm sorry to hear you have got sore throats guys Oh listen Don't, <laughs> let, don't, let, him, don't let him kid you He's always moaning About something Ian <laughs> uh, Gordon, uh, yourself, mate, you were at the game on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and I spoke to you briefly. Uh, I think I was the first one on the show on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, the young boy, I know Roger says that uh, the young boy, Edward, will not start. I don't think he'll start tonight either. Mm-hmm. He'll obviously be on the bench. But question is, Gordon, you played centre forward. Just looking at uh, watching the game and looking at the boy's stature, knowing he's, he's mobility in there, he, I know he's younger than Dembele. But he looks similar Gordon, what do you think? Ian, I, I, I actually knew you were going to come out of that I, I totally agree with you I, Watching him on Saturday uh, Yes, he looks very similar to Dembele I thought his movement I, I did say that in the show I thought his movement, his touch Everything was uh, superb And to get three goals Obviously gives him so much confidence uh, It's unfortunate just now That the way Celtic play with one striker You've got yeah. Dembele in front of you. You get Griffiths in front of you. But the lad can only do what he was he was shown in, in in Saturday. When you get the opportunity, try and make sure you're always in the manager's thoughts. And he certainly put himself in the manager's thoughts with a hat trick. I thought he was. Um, I thought he's he was different class at the weekend. I really did. Yeah. I've not watched a lot of him. I, f- I actually forgot all about him to be honest with you. <laughs> but when I seen him, it's not just you. To be fair, he hasn't played not, too often. Not exactly, Gordon. But I'll I'll say one thing. He looks a real, real good talent. He really does. And for, ni- back, for 19 years of age as well it, 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 It's ridiculous You know You see the goals you scored at the weekend You, you struggle to believe That he's 19 years of age He's uh, a real physical specimen As you say There, there are comparisons yet There with Dembele as well Who's still young In his own right um, be Interesting to see now How Celtic take The odds on Edward thing forward And whether Whether You know They decide that he's worth The outlay That PSG will want To make the deal permanent can I come back, Gordon? Yes, of course, Ian. Um, with prediction tonight, one nothing. I'll be happy with. I'll be even happy with a draw because that takes us into the European football after the new year. Roger, I'll be one for yourself, mate. Um, figures, no, the uh, end of this this group stage. Obviously, didn't expect to get in the four games. Um, and I always said to my my dad and things like that, my my friends, that Anderlecht was a a knockout between no for yeah. third place. Celtic won the night, God, uh, Roger. Would that not take the revenue close to thirty-five million pound? Yeah, they, they might well do. I don't, I don't have the sums to hand, but yeah, that sounds as if it's. It's, yeah. it's, a bit, it's over a million. It's over a million for a win. I think it is in yeah. the group stage. So, it's, yeah, yeah. so and you that, get three hundred and fifty thousand for a goal as well. Apparently. So, Roger, that adds. Um, an extra incentive to what we were talking about a minute ago. In fact, you know, it's one thing saying, "Well, listen, we can get beat oh, two yeah, 0 and still make listen, it to the Europa are, League." But there are huge rewards on offer yeah. for, for progress in European football, as Ian says. Even just individual wins, you know, the, the fact Celtic went and won three 0 in Belgium as opposed to a one one draw or something. You know, they they pick up prize money for, for all of that, so it can be very rewarding. Um, I don't think that will be the first thing on Brendan Rodgers' mind tonight. The first thing What's in Scott Brown's mind. Tonight, Roger? Sorry. What's the permutations for the night? Is Anderlecht 
Oh, they got to go through with a three nothing. Oh, they got to score four. No, they would go through with a three goal with a three goal win, because that, their goal difference is slightly better. Right. Would be got slightly you. better than Celtic's. Um, so if they match the three 0 at Celtic one by in Brussels, they would go through. But I don't, I don't think any of us can see that happening. That would no. be a ner- that'd be a nervy night that for you. <laughs> I know it would be Gordon. <laughs> Can't I'm, I'm looking it. forward to it, Gordon. This is this is my first game at Parkhead this season, um, and it, it, the, the, the ticket came up uh, through my uncle. Um, my young cousin hurted his neck, so he can't get up in that weather. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it Hope you enjoy it on his behalf Ian thanks for giving us a call this evening That was Ian in Greenock Gordon if you're Anderlecht And I know our focus is bound to be on Celtic Given that we're in Glasgow That's the way things are um, If you're Anderlecht How do you go about a game like this? I mean do you just absolutely fly out the traps And throw yeah, everything at I th- it? I, just... think, I think you've got to Gordon And I think that's what will play right into Celtic's hands Because I think Celtic are a very good counter-attacked side with the pace they've got with the movement they've got from the middle of the park to the front men to the wide areas so I think it will suit Celtic tonight because you have to come out and try and get at least an early goal put a little bit of pressure on the home side Um, so I think that it'll be a case of on the front foot for them Try and get at Celtic But I just think Celtic Will have too much in the lock Roger what will Celtic Have taken from that game In Belgium Because if you remember It actually wasn't It wasn't the quickest start We've ever seen from Celtic It took them quite a while To find their way into the game And it was almost that one Terrific pass from Cham Which set Kieran Tierney away And it seemed to unlock everything And it fell into place Thereafter Well they'll have taken Reams of confidence From the way they played After that Um, The way they put the game to bed The way the distance They put between themselves And Anderlecht In terms of this Playoff almost For the Europa League place They will see it out tonight They will be in the draw On Monday And it'll be fascinating To see who they get Because There'll be some decent teams Other than Celtic Dropping out Of the Champions League This midweek I think if Atletico Madrid Don't win at Chelsea tonight They would be one And there are some decent teams In the Europa League already I saw Atletico Bobao At the weekend Drawn with Real Madrid And that showed their quality Arsenal are there as well Potentially I think they're already through So there could be some, Some difficult ties in there But also there could be some winnable ties Gordon. On Twitter Scotty G says I predict Celtic will win 4-0 No nerves here And John Shields is on as well He says it will be a different Anderlecht tonight But if Celtic can avoid defeat That will show progress in Europe What else can we realistically expect From that group John Paul is in Fault House How are you? Hi guys how's it going? Hello yeah, A couple of points to me um, Just all the at the start of the group um, Everybody Everybody knew it was going to come down To Celtic v Anderlecht Um and obviously it has come down to that now albeit hats off to Celtic and Brendan Rodgers for going over there and winning 3 none. I just think if we didn't win 3 none, obviously over there you know, a lot more trickier than night quite clearly but I just think um, obviously Anderlecht's got if they had to win 3 none, they've got a better goal difference it's no slightly better I'm sure it's 6 or 7 goals in it now they were they were better against the, the, two, the two best teams in the group um, against us uh, I just I, I want to know how you think Celtic will approach the game tonight. So if they will play with it on the counter, and my other point was, if we do qualify for Europa League, where do you think Celtic's target, their aim is, how far they can go in the Europa League? Just before I let the guys answer, John Paul, Celtic do have a, a better goal difference at the moment than Anderlecht. It just means that if Anderlecht were to win three 0 tonight, then obviously yeah. it would be a swing. So Celtic do yeah, have yeah, a better yeah, goal yeah. difference at yeah, the that, moment. That's what I mean. If they had to win three 0 their goal would be better because we've 
we've got more against us. That's yeah. What, that's um, what I mean. Sorry. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, th- I think um, I think this is tailor made for Celtic, uh, Gorn. I really do. I think that Underleg have got to go and gamble, put men forward, put people in in the front areas, trying to get. You know, get that first goal, which would put a little bit of excitement in the game, especially for the Celtic supporters. But I just think it's tailor made for them. I think Celtic have got too much. I think they've got players in, as I've touched on, wide areas, centre forward, for instance. Who will he play up top, middle of the park? I think Celtic will just go, and I think they'll expose the the, the spaces that Anderlecht will leave. And I, I I think Celtic will win this comfortably. I really do. Roger, on the second point. It's a really difficult question because the Europa League has varying teams with really varying degrees of difficulty and it doesn't, like you say, you mentioned some of them and we, if you look at the Champions League as well, the teams that are going to drop in as the other third place uh, finishers in the groups, so there could be some real strong teams there and I guess it's it's the luck of the draw to an extent. Well, as, well it really is a luck of the draw because you see so many teams likely to be through, you know, there's the likes of Ostersunds from Sweden who Billy Reid, the old Hamilton manager, is now assistant manager out there. Um, a decent side But they wouldn't terrify you The likes of Sheriff Tiraspol from Moldova Look as if they'll qualify An awkward trip But it wouldn't terrify you But then You know Celtic could draw An Atletico Madrid An Arsenal An AC Milan You imagine that Reno Gattuso coming back to Celtic Park They, they could get a Villarreal After so, watching a goalkeeper uh, score against them at the weekend <laughs> Well indeed So you know there, there are awkward draws there But as we say There are also some you know, some winnable draws there You know, the Celtic want a Lazio at this stage Possibly not But if, if they can get a bit of momentum Get a winnable draw in the last 32 And get a bit of confidence in the competition They, they maybe could go a couple of rounds Okay, thanks to John Paul Something that I really want to discuss with you Before we get the travel with Amber Christian Christmas With wholesale domestic bathrooms Hillington Caring about children in Glasgow and the West now Gordon DL assures me that his Christmas jumper is ready to go He's been getting it made especially I touched on it last week Half Man City, half Motherwell Rudolph yeah. on the front Yeah, just yeah. to be clear Okay, that's because our Christmas jumper day Cash for Kids is on Friday the 8th of December So that's just a couple of days away Still plenty of time though for you to look out an old jumper Or go and buy a new one if that's the way you want to do it And it all goes towards just making a bit of difference On our Cash for Kids Mission Christmas 2017 It's well underway already So a big thanks to everyone who's already done if you want to get involved then like I say Christmas jumpers on Friday and it doesn't really matter where you work if you're in a school or an office block maybe even you're a taxi driver get the Christmas jumper on and have a bit of fun this year as well if you want to donate £5 to a really worthy cause then all you have to do is text the word Clyde to 70808 that's Clyde to 70808 and your full donation goes towards helping the kids who really do need it most within Glasgow and the West we'll hopefully get teams from Celtic Park after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Roger Hanna of the Scottish Sun and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Team news from Celtic Park won't be too far away, so you have to act quick if you want to get in and give us your predictions of who you want to see play for Celtic from the start tonight. Let's get back to the phones and speak to Jim in Dalmuir. He's got some thoughts on that subject. Hi, Jim. Hi Jim Hello. Hey, Roger, sorry Hey Jim uh, uh, Gordon, Gordon. Uh, two, two Gordons and a Roger <laughs> Two Gordons uh, I was just thinking of the team tonight And I was thinking maybe uh, 
could be maybe Lustig, Boyata, Simovic and Tierney, Forrest, Armstrong, Brown, Sinclair, McGregor and Dembele. But I was just wanting to put a wee point to your panel was, uh, gee, I know they've not done it often and maybe tried it once, but do you think they could play Griffiths and Dembele both? No, I don't think they will, Jim. <clears throat> um, they've tried it before. Uh, it's not been what you would say, really successful. I think both players like to play as a lone striker. Uh, so it's just a case of Brendan Rodgers having so many riches there to pick the best one he feels on the night will give them the best chance to win the game. Yeah. And I think when it comes up to the big games, Dembele is a man that will start all the time. And I think this is a big game tonight. I think they'll want to put it over a line. So I think that if he's fit, 100% fit, I don't think they'll take any chances with him. But if he's 100% fit, I think he will start the game. But I don't see them going with two. He, he just, he's got a formation. The formation works for Celtic. The midfield, the wide guys, the guy up front. It doesn't matter who you play up there. They'll always score goals. So I think Brendan Rodgers likes a lone striker. Uh, do you not think sometimes that like, maybe Griffiths gets a wee bit aggrieved at the fact that he can't be like, the person in front, even though Dembele gets fit and is fit? I know he's a great striker, and, all that, and I know Griffiths is a great striker, but I'm yeah. just thinking... Jim, I, th I think it's just the way that Brendan Rodgers um, is man management. Uh, because uh, if you see Griffiths, for instance, he, he, he's a goal scorer, he's been terrific... And even when he's left out, you never, you would never question his attitude. His attitude is absolutely superb. Yeah. He comes on that park, he's desperate to be on the park, he's desperate to get goals. When he starts a game, you can see the, the hunger in him. It's just uh -huh. unfortunate that, you know, and, and, and you even add the lad in, Edward, and, and Saturday. That's what I was thinking. You, you know, think three, three good, good strikers. You know, I, I don't I don't think so. I think that obviously the boy we touched on is a striker. If you score three goals in any team, you're you're probably expecting to start the next game. I don't think you'll start it and that shows you the strength that Celtic have got up front. See one other big thing I was gonna to say to you, Gordon, is you know how like say just say uh, thing may and like do happen to win three night three nil tonight touch with and I looked at the goal difference. How if they won 3-0, would that still put us out? Yes. Mm -hmm. But our goal difference is better than theirs. Yes, but if you add three goals onto theirs and take three away from yours, because you would concede three goals and they would well, score I've three. Got, I've got Selig minus 12 uh -huh. and I've got them minus 16. Uh-huh. So if we get beat 3-0, that would still make us one no. ahead, no? No, it wouldn't, because they, their goal difference would improve by three, which at that point you would be correct, but then Celtics would worsen by three as well, so it would be a swing and Celtic would be out. Oh, I 15 and eight, <laughs> right. be 13, yeah. You had me worried there, Jim. I felt like it was an arithmetic no, was lesson. I was, a, a, I was panicking in case I'd got it wrong. Right, and I was thinking, so three, we would still be one ahead, but I get it now, I So it's, we'd be 15, they'd be... Yeah, I get it. There we are. That's fine, Jim. Jim just did a bit of thinking out loud, Roger. But we're definitely we're definitely on the right track with that one. Yeah, yeah. The, the sums are reasonably straightforward. If Celtic avoid a three goal defeat, they are through.
There we are, thanks to Jim in Dalmuir Now it's not just Anderlecht, the team who have made the trip from Belgium for tonight's Champions League tie I was in Glasgow City Centre today and noticed lots of fans walking around with mm-hmm. purple scarves and whatnot. on with our sports reporter Ronnie Charters has been catching up with the Brussels Celtic Supporters Club Not sure if you knew there was such a thing, but there is mm-hmm. He's been speaking to them today He made the trip to Glasgow for every game, both domestically and in Europe and he gave us an insight into what the Anderlecht camp is perhaps thinking ahead of that game tonight Celtic, I suppose, Brussels Supporters Club um, was founded by a guy called Conor Leeson uh, back about, I think it was about around, around O'Neill, uh, Martin O'Neill <coughs> took over and, uh, and it's, it's existed since then and we have a regular uh, basis fan of a up to 50, 50 maybe more, depends on the seasons. And, uh, and, it's, and it's a mixture of Belgium, Belgium supporters, the Scots and the Irish, and uh, it's, 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 it's a new crack. You'll know Anderlecht a lot more than we will and see them a lot closer. This time round, new manager, how much of a different test will they be to, to Celtic than they were in Brussels? Well, it's going to be a test for starters because they were very poor in Anderlecht. Actually, Guston, last manager, is hit. Taking the pressure from their coach will be we're going to end in beauty. So they will go for a win. They will come out a lot stronger than in Brussels. So what was the reaction back home when that? Because obviously no one really expected them to be beaten three 0 by Celtic. What was the, was, was there were, a backlash from the, the, the whole of the whole of the town was in shock because it was so poor. But it was they had it coming for a few weeks. They were losing league games against minor Belgian teams, and of course then came PSG. They got another five from PSG, but they say, "Well, oh, it's PSG. We got seven from them." But then we came, blew them of the park, and with their new manager, you know, it will be a tougher test. But we just thoughts ahead of this one, Jerry. I think it's going to be a close match as I said before I think it's going to be a 2-1 I think Celtic will still be good enough on the night the atmosphere will come into play these players from Andalite are not going to sample an atmosphere like Celtic Park and I think the fans will have their, their role to play and we should get a win but it'll be very close We do have some team news from Celtic Park here's Alison Conroy yeah, not many surprises in the Celtic team tonight. It will be Craig Gordon in goal, a back four of Mikhail Lustig, Dedrick Bayata, Jozo Simonovic and Kieran Tierney. In front of then Scott Brown and Stuart Armstrong. Then it will be James Forrest, Callum McGregor and Scott Sinclair. And Moussa Didmele returns to the starting 11 up at top. On the bench for Celtic tonight, De Vries, Beaton, Griffiths, Rogic, Cham, Eduard and Ayer. Thanks to Alison Conroy bringing us that Celtic team. What do you make of it? Are you happy with that starting 11? 0141 951 1025. Gordon, I don't think there's any surprises there. No, it's a, a very attacking team. Um, there's goals in that side, Gordon. Um, there's good energy, good movement. Armstrong for the middle of the park. McGregor just playing in behind uh, Dembele. You've got the wide areas, Forrest. We, we, we never touched on him. He must be just want to play every single game, the confidence. Uh, his goals against Motherwell I thought were terrific at the weekend as well so no they're bags of pace bags of energy bags of movement I think they'll be too strong for uh, Anderlecht tonight and I think they will win this comfortably uh, Roger I noticed I think it was in your newspaper today and many others Brendan Rogers talking about James Forrest being you know, one of the, the best players he's worked with essentially was the, the, the I'm, I'm not quoting him exactly but that was the, the mood he was given over in terms of how impressed he's been by James Forrest we saw the stats in recent weeks about the League Cup final goals that he scored in matching Bobby Lennox He's still relatively young when you were mid mid twenties, certainly racking up a fair few um, number of trophies as well. Still seems to divide opinion amongst the Celtic fans at times, though. I'm not sure he divides opinion the way he once did. If you, if you look at this team tonight, Gordon, for all the debate we have on the show about team selection, this team in the last couple of months has emerged as Brendan Rodgers' first. 
choice team. Um, Simunovic and Bayata are the centre halves. Armstrong is now clearly ahead of Encham alongside Scott Brown. McGregor is clearly ahead of Rogic. Dembele is clearly ahead of Griffiths. And whether Patrick Roberts is fit or not, and unfortunately looks as if he's going to be in the sidelines for the next three months, James Forrest was ahead of Patrick Roberts. And he was ahead of Patrick Roberts for the reason that he has been as consistent and has shown as good form as anyone in the country has in the first half of this season. He has emerged as a first pick for Scotland, emerged as a first pick for Celtic, and Jim Duffy, in our newspaper, The Scottish Sun last week, started the ball rolling for James Forrest as a potential footballer of the year. Lewis McCafferty's on Twitter, he says, that's a strong team, I expect a very good game, but Celtic to win comfortably in the end. Stevie's in Barhead, hi Stevie. How you doing? Not too bad. Hi, How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Good Even stuff. to uh, Roger and my friend Gordon. Hi, Stevie. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm still actually laughing at that last chat there. Division of me shoes and socks are. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect to be having an arithmetic lesson tonight, Stevie. I must admit. But listen, I think we got there in the end. Got there in the end. Um, quick point on the team. Um, it was pretty much the team that, that I thought it was going to be, um, purely because I know we're playing at home, but. You guys have already touched on they're, they're going to have to come out And I think it really does Play into our hands tonight We've got so much pace Going forward Not only with the with Dembele Forrest and Sinclair But with, with um, Armstrong Coming through as well But I think it will still Be a control performance It won't be it won't be gung-ho But just the fact That we can maybe um, Sit back a wee bit A wee bit more Than we would normally do at home And then hit them on the break I think it, it really plays Into our hands So I really fancy us To get a good result tonight Um the other point was it was on the boy Edward. I was I was at the game on Saturday myself, um, and I couldn't agree more with the stuff that other people have said about the boy. He, he looked fantastic. God, you said yourself, a great touch, great, great pace. He made great runs, everything about. He really bullied the two the two Motherwell centres halves, um, which in the two games preceding it, obviously Motherwell were going on about how they were going to be aggressive and all that, and they clearly were, but they weren't on Saturday. And partly, I think, it was because. Uh, Edward was fantastic at holding the ball up and he really bullied them but something I noticed on Saturday um, and the last caller touched about it with Griffiths saying how if he's a sub he comes on and he still managed, still gives 100% and I think it's something that Rogers is, his man management skills are so good that as soon as, I don't know if you noticed it yourself Gordon on, on Saturday but as soon as he scored his hat-trick the first thing he did was he ran over to Brendan Rogers and for a boy that's not really had a sniff for the whole first half of the season um, come on out the blue like that, get a hat-trick, it, it shows you the relationship and how how much he must appreciate what Rodgers is doing for him in his game as well. So, without jumping the gun, you know, he's no, he's no Moussa Dembele yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprising if, if I think if Dembele's going to go at some point um, and it might just be that they, they take a chance on this boy as, as a, almost like a ready-made replacement. They would have to pay some kind of fee for him, obviously, but if they're getting... You know, twenty, thirty million, which is what the figures for Dembele are quoted, and they're having to pay, I don't know, between five and ten million for this boy, with a view to maybe selling him on again. It may just be that, that that's that's the problem solved for the striking. Stevie, I, th- I think it's I think it's hard to believe that the boy's only still nineteen. Um, yeah. he's a terrific football player for nineteen. I know that he's not had a lot of game time, but just watching him, <clears throat> you can tell 
you can tell a player by his movement off the ball, his you know link up play. Um, he caused Motherwell all sorts of problems at the weekend. I thought he was excellent in the boy. Um, he looks like he enjoys playing football. As I say, unfortunately for for somebody like him getting into the team at nineteen, he will realise that. Lee Griffiths and Dembele are in front of him in the pecking queue of that we all know but he just has to keep working away scoring his goals and then see where it takes him but uh, I was yep. delighted for him and as I, I keep touching on it and I've been a striker myself in, in days gone by when you score three goals you're hoping that you're going to play the next game but I think the, I think the young lad will be quite happy Brendan Rodgers will have pulled him aside and says look this might not be the game for you tonight. We'll get you on, or you can come on and make a difference. But Saturday was terrific for your 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 progress in the Celtic side. So the boy just has to do what everybody else does: wait in line for his chance. And when he gets a chance, keep doing what he's doing. Put the ball in the back of it. Plenty more as we build up to Celtic against Anderlecht in the Champions League this evening. We're going to hear from Rangers midfielder Jason Holt. That's after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. A quick recap of that Celtic starting 11 if you missed it. Craig Gordon in goal. A back four of Mikhail Lustig, Jozo Simonovic, Dedrick Boyata, and Kieran Tierney. Scott Brown and Stuart Armstrong are the holding midfielders. Then it's James Forrest, Callum McGregor, and Scott Sinclair in behind Musa Dembele. So plenty more build up as far as that game is concerned. But in the meantime, Sean is a Rangers fan and Craig End. He's got a, a question for the panel. Hi, Sean. It's just to see Who do you think Has got to get the Rangers job Jankin's got to be Derek McGinnis It's been dragging it For too long But I actually think There's a lot better Managers out there And Derek It's just to see What you're thinking of. This is And we could actually Get them from There's people Who are jobs Like Billy Davis Alex McLeish Harry Rebner I think they would Do a much better job And um, Derek uh, this is no disrespect to Sean at all But this could have been a call from any night In the past five weeks Roger And, and I guess Sean just summing up there the, the, the questions that are still remaining unanswered So I'll, I'll hand it over to you And you can try and answer Sean's question Groundhog Day Any Tuesday for the past six weeks Gordon um, My worry is it'll be any Tuesday for the next six weeks as well um, I don't understand it I have been in the media for an awful long time I can never remember a job vacancy like this before um, I think everyone has agreed That Rangers will target Derek McInnes And it hasn't happened so far And you just wonder If there is one final twist left in this saga um, I've absolutely no idea what that twist might be Because if Sean had phoned six weeks ago I would have said I think Rangers will go for Derek McInnes any day now And if he'd phoned five weeks ago I'd have said the same in four weeks and three weeks you know where this is going, Gordon. I, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand where the delays are. Um, if you were to listen to Derek McInnes after Rangers won at Petodre on Sunday, he doesn't seem to understand it either. So, absolutely baffling. Do you, Roger, do you, obviously you've been in the, the, this game a long, long time. Do you think the fact that losing back-to-back games against Rangers would maybe put the board off a little bit? Because, because no, no disrespect, you know, you're talking about a guy that's going to take over at Rangers. You're talking that he was once mentioned for, for instance, the Scotland job as well, and you go up against an under twenties coach, and you've lost back to back games. 
Do you think maybe the board have taken a step back? Um, if you listen to people who are close to the board, then no. I understand the point you're making. People will say the next Rangers manager is going to have to carry the fight to Brendan Rodgers and they will look at Derek McInnes' record in head-to-head games against Brendan Rodgers. Um, people will say... How can he be ahead of Graham Murty in the pecking order when he just lost home and away to Graham Murty by an aggregate five goals to one? Um, I understand all of that, but you know, we are in the business of trying to understand what the Rangers board are going to do, and still everything points to the Rangers board wanting Derek McInnes. But I suppose the the counter argument to what Gordon's suggesting, Roger, would be that that may be seen as being a bit short sighted if you've done. If you've done serious due diligence on someone And you've gone through everything And arrived at the conclusion that he's the man you want It, it would be a bit silly to allow two games to derail that Would it not? Uh, yeah, possibly There's a possibility people are saying to me that The Rangers board deliberately wanted to get these two games Against Aberdeen out of the way Before making an approach to Aberdeen um, I could have understood that Had the approach gone on yesterday it didn't. Had the approach gone in today? It hasn't. Will the approach go in tomorrow? Um, if it doesn't, it's threatening to destabilise Aberdeen again because they've got a game on Friday night and it's a big game for them against Dundee at Dens Park, a Dundee team that's won back-to-back games and it's at a time when Aberdeen, who looked well set in second, are now behind Rangers and have Hibs breathing down their necks. Has the weekend, in fact, has the last week's football changed your opinion at all on, on the race for second, Gordon? Uh, yes, it has. Um, I've never. I know that everybody talks about Aberdeen with the squad they've got, Gordon, and the players they've got. Um, I've never been overly impressed with Aberdeen. I've got to. I've got to say. Um, well, this season. Yeah, yeah. Watching them, I do. I, I, I think Hugh Kevins has got a great saying that he used to have with the Rangers manager: "Show them a big game, and you'll sh- you'll see a failure." I think Aberdeen are like that as a team. Show them a big game. They don't. They're not up to it. Um, and my point that I was saying to Roger there was quite simple. If Derek McInnes had won the last two games against Rangers, I think that all the Rangers supporters were saying, "Yep, yeah, he's a man. He will take us forward. He will go and try and challenge Celtic and Brendan Rodgers." But when you lose back-to-back games, especially the way they lost them, then I think there's a lot of Rangers supporters out there question. Is this the right guy to take Rangers forward? John's also a Rangers fan in Parkhead. Hi, John. Hi, how you doing? All right, good evening. Hello. Hi. Uh, just want to make a couple of points. Roger, just before we go any further, I'd like to believe that the official, pro- the official approach will be made tomorrow regarding Derek uh, McInnes. Uh, 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 again, though, John, various people have told me that every day for the last uh, five no, weeks. Now, right. w- w- one of these days, I'm not, I'm not knocking what you're saying because one of these days somebody's going to be right and it might well be you and it might well be tomorrow. But um, to, to be honest with you, I think all of us would heave a mighty sigh of relief if it was tomorrow. Because eventually, this saga is going to have to come to an end one way or another. Can I, can I make the points I want to speak about? You don't mind, eh? I want to go back to the game on Sunday. Uh, I want to go back to the, the two shocking tackles made by Andrew Shinney and McLean on James Tavernier and Jason Holt. Shocking. And I just... Well, I'm on Roger. There was a tackle at Fur Hall. I can't remember the Australian boy who plays for Fur Ryan Edwards. And he he done he done Ryan Jack, done Ryan Jack, and they all the him as a referee, and nothing happened. Exact same tackle. I'm glad to believe Roger in your paper, and I just came out and I read it on Twitter. There's, there's no serious damage done to Stevie, me. 
Uh, j- just to, to be clear then John So you think that the Ryan Edwards tackle Should have been a sending off Correct so, so do you think Ryan Jacks was a sending off then if you... oh, well, Ryan Jacks won the, Ryan Jacks won the ball so, so, sorry, so you think Ryan Edwards was a sending off But not Ryan Jacks Because I think they won the ball Ryan Jack won the ball no, that's, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you I'm just trying to clear up what, what you're saying In terms of comparing those two tackles Hey, go pal, say 28 quid pal <laughs> John phoning us from his taxi <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what It's a dear taxi 28 quid where he's been no. going That's some fair that uh, I'll put your point uh, to, to Roger Whilst John sorts out His, his business in the background ah, He's obviously fed up With people talking Behind his back <laughs> uh, About the tackles Roger Listen these well, ra- They John and on he, don't Here they? you go in, in, in order Ryan Edwards And we've spoken about this Since about August It was probably a red card In fact it was a red card And it wasn't given Ryan Jack At the weekend Nowadays Gordon in this game we play, if you follow through like that, you're risking a red card. I would liken it to Paul Pogba the night before against Arsenal at the Emirates. I don't think Paul Pogba deliberately tried to follow through on Hector Bellerin, but he did follow through. And it was a kind of ugly tackle, and he's got a three-game ban. The Manchester United are not appealing. Ryan Jack, quite similar. I don't think he went out to intentionally hurt Stevie May, but he followed through, he caught Stevie May, Willie Collum saw it as a red card Rangers are appealing I think they'll do well To get this one overturned on Thursday uh, I think Based on what John was saying there Gordon If you, if he's going to bring up the Ryan Edwards one And mm. say that should have been a red card Then I'm, I'm wondering if his real problem here Is with the inconsistency Rather than the decision In isolation to send off Ryan Jack The frustration on John's part Is coming from a few months ago When the referee didn't send off Ryan Edwards And that's where it It does become Difficult because you're trying to compare in, uh, two different tackles um, and try and see where they're similar, where they're dissimilar, what outcome one had, what outcome the other one had. Yeah, I think it's just on the day, Gordon, how the referee sees the tackle. Uh, remember, we've we sat here and we were even texting each other at the weekend about decisions that happened last week. We had about three or four views of it. We changed our mind every second, saying was it a penalty kick, was it not a penalty kick? But the referee has one look at it. And I think that I think that what John's saying is when you look at the initial tackle, Ryan Jack does gin and wins the ball clearly. But it's then what happens after that. He gets falling right through and it looks a nasty, nasty tackle. So I can understand why he was given a red card But these are the debates that we'll have Every week here Because people will turn around and say Like Ryan Edwards He should have been sent off I do agree with, with Roger I think he should have been red carded But he can get through hundreds of these Every season it's, I mean it's, that's the thing though If you're saying that he should have been sent off That's not then proof that, that Ryan Jack shouldn't have been If that makes sense No No But it's, it's how the referee sees that Gordon It's as simple as that When you see it in slow motion He clearly wins the ball First and foremost, he wins the ball. It's what happens after that. He follows right through and it looks a nasty one. Right, I know Amber usually does this, but hopefully I can uh, do it with minimal fuss. There has been a collision on the M8 eastbound at Junction 27, Whitecart Viaduct. It's just after the airport, so if you're heading from the airport into town, three cars involved in the fast lane. Emergency services still not on the scene, so please do be careful upon approach if you are in that vicinity. Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday.
today It is beat the pundit time though If you fancy your chances Against Roger Hanna Or Gordon DL Then now is the time Go pick up the phone And dial 01419511025 And you could play Beat the pundit After the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Bet and play And pull a result Out of the bag Please gamble responsibly Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard as you would expect we're building up to kick off Celtic against Anderlecht uh, we're going to hear from Rangers midfielder Jason Holt very soon as well but let's do this Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday just approaching five past seven as always the time to play Beat the Pundit tonight's contestant is from Tory Glen. he's a Celtic fan and his name is Anton Horton hi Anton hi how you doing guys yeah not bad you hi good just on the way to the game what are your thoughts ahead of that one eh uh, I've got to go with 2 now Celtic Okay, comfortable-ish evening for you then? Aye Okay, okay um, You confident about this beat the pundit? Eh, I'm a wee bit nervous A bit nervous, don't listen so, Don't get nervous Gordon, mm. D- Gordon Dale doesn't get nervous Roger no. Hannett Mark Wilson, he gets nervous His face goes, <laughs> a, his face goes a bright shade no. of red But um, no nerves in here, Anton It's just the three of us, honestly um, I'm going to toss the coin anyway uh, Heads, it's Roger Hanna Tails, it's Gordon Dale So let's see who you're Go up on, against see it, see it Not see more. it, it's Anton. heads There we are it's one of the old pound coins I've got now as well And I can't use it for anything else So it just stays in here okay. For Beat the Pundit Quite a good system Anyway You're going to play against Roger Hanna Anton Thoughts on that? Uh, that was probably the easier one wasn't it? <laughs> Don't know about that <laughs> Thanks Anton <laughs> That's the biggest compliment Gordon oh, Dale's I'm ever had I think. I'm chuffed Anton Right okay Let's get Clyde 2 for Roger Hanna So that he can't steal your answers Anton it's 30 seconds Head to head Remember you can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Just be quick with your answers That's the wee clue I'd give everyone okay Right let's do it Name any of the four players Who were late arriving to St Johnson's game Against Kilmarnock at the weekend Who scored Aberdeen's only goal In the loss to Rangers on Sunday Which Celtic player will set a new Scottish record Of 69 appearances in the Champions League tonight How many points adrift are Partick At the bottom of the Premiership Seven. Goalkeeper Alberto Brignoli scored the last minute header in the Serie A for which team against AC Milan? Oh, not <laughs> which, which country was Ross County's Alex Schalk born in? Finland. Okay, let's bring Roger Hanna back. Are you with us, Mr. Hanna? Oh, can I go back to Clay too? That was Blondie. I was quite enjoying that. You happy with that? Yeah. Good choice tonight. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Well, we're glad you're back with us anyway. Same set of questions to you, okay? <sighs> Name any of the four players who were late arriving for St Johnson's game against Kilmarnock. Chris Miller. Uh, who scored Aberdeen's only goal in their loss to Rangers on Sunday? Frank Ross. Which Celtic player will set a new Scottish record Scott of 69 Brown. appearances? There we are. How many points adrift are Partick at the four. bottom of the Premiership? Goalkeeper Alberto Brignoli scored a last minute header in the Serie A for which team against AC Milan? Benevento. Uh, which country was Ross County's Alex Schalk born in? Holland. Uh, which county in England has launched its own international football team? Uh, which county? Mm-hmm. Time's up. No, I've absolutely okay. no idea. Let's go. How are you feeling about that? Anthony was he was quite quite confident sounding, wasn't he? Mm. Got a chance tonight. Well, he sounded as if he sounded as if he knew his stuff, but sometimes that's just part of the act. Let's go through them. Name one of four players who were late arriving to St John'son's game. You had the choice: Anton of Richard Foster, Michael O'Halloran, Chris Miller, and Denny Johnson. Were you ever late arriving at a game, Gordon Dale? Never, ever, never. Always never. on time. I'm, I'm always early. Mm, okay, good for you. Uh, 
Roger was right with Chris Miller Anton you passed that one You also passed the second one And the answer was Frank Ross So Roger races into a 2-0 lead You were on the money with the third one Though Scott Brown sets a new Scottish record Of 69 appearances in the Champions League tonight So 3-1 to Roger at this stage He did make it 4-1 though Partick Thistle are four points uh, Adrift at the bottom I'm going to be honest Anton I just really liked your attempt at pronouncing the next one It wasn't even that close But I thought I would give you it anyway Because Ben uh, something was... That was good That was good enough for me So you pulled one back there But Roger Hanna got it Benevento And Alex Schalk Was indeed born in The Netherlands Will we give him that Gordon Since he said Holland I know you've got a bit of a Oh no 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 We're not back to your predecessor You're, you're now running this show so Great shout No He gets it I'm giving him it I'm, Are you I'm, I'm seriously? Aye, aye, come on uh, And which county in England Has apparently launched Its own international football team Is Yorkshire Really? Did you not know that? No, I didn't know that Did you know that? No No chance, I didn't think so Uh, So Anton, I'm afraid it doesn't look too good on the scoreboard It's a 6-2 victory for Roger Hanna Hopefully you'll uh, have a bit more to cheer about when you get to the game tonight Uh, Hopefully, well done Roger Cheers Anton, all the best Thanks for taking part Uh, Thanks a lot, cheers Good man, that was Anton Joe, I've not given away a ball in a while The pundits have been on top, I must admit So let's see what Wednesday night holds in store That was Anton for taking part in that one Um, Let's get to the phone lines David's in George's Cross Hi David How you doing? Hello Yeah good thanks Sorry David Alright cheers uh, Gordon Gordon and uh, Roger Roger. The actual legend there Which one? Uh, No Roger (laughs) (laughs) No, what it is, guys, um, listen, Celtic are taking, have taken a bit of stick in this Champions League group. Um, even in the qualifiers when we went away against Astana and it was dodgy for, a, for 14 minutes or so. But we've improved since last year. And Electron as we are par in the centre, I think, of ability-wise, um, where we should be probably in European football. But if you also consider the fact that they do actually get more Revenue television wise than us They can probably afford Players who are a bit more expensive Than we can afford And yet we we're, We should go through tonight and it's, it's not guaranteed but we should go through tonight Will we if that happens Get a wee bit more credit than we've probably been getting Over the past four months or so Because I think There's a lot of people trying to shoot us down That's understandable it's just football is. It's just the way people People want the guys at the top to be shot down But I think we're flying the flag for Scotland a wee bit here And a lot of people aren't giving us the credit that I think we deserve I think, I can't remember who said it on the show Maybe it was one of you guys, maybe it was Hugh Keevans It sounds like something he would say But um, in order for Celtic to get their objective in this group, third place They were going to have to take some bloody noses along the way And that's what's happened And maybe that that's where David's coming from, Roger He feels that on those occasions I, I actually don't think Celtic have a great deal of stick And I'll tell you why, because I think there's been a realism, even since the draw was made, that there is such a gap between PSG and Bayern to Celtic and Anderlecht that everyone expecting it, you know, I'm not saying people expected Celtic to lose seven and lose five at home, but they, they, they would expect Celtic to lose by a number of goals to PSG and by a number of goals to Bayern Munich because of the spending gap between the two teams. And we said when the draw was made, before a ball had been kicked on match day one, that the key fixtures for Celtic would be the two Anderlecht games. Celtic were terrific in Brussels. I fully expect Celtic to complete the job tonight and get into the last 32 of the Europa League, which represents progress from the previous year. 
under Brendan Rodgers and the previous two years under Ronnie Dyla. And I think going forward now, there, there is such a, a spending gap between the big teams in Europe and almost like the second division teams, if you like, that last 32, last 16 of the Europa League, that that's good for Celtic. That really is good for Celtic. If Celtic can get through a round or two of the Europa League, it will have been a very successful continental season for Celtic. Can I come back in? Yes, on you go, David. Right. Sorry, Roger, I, I've, I've got to disagree with you. Celtic, and I'm not just talking about the general football fan banter, abuse, whatever you want to call it, that we've taken. There have been football guys, there have been football media guys that have had a right go at Celtic for taking. We've taken two doings off PSG, absolute doings. And... To be honest, in, uh, in Germany as well, we took a bit of doing. It could have been more than more than what the result was. Uh, people called it embarrassing twice against PSG. We absolutely get slaughtered. Now, part of that was, I think, from the fans' point of view, wanting to topple the guys at the top of the league. I understand that. I get that point. But there has been criticism that's been undeserved for this Champions League from, because you're right. From, from, from who, David? I mean, you, you, I'm, I'm, well, I, I, can, I can only speak for my paper. And I, I think we've been reasonably well, even, even handed. Oh, you personally maybe didn't do it, but there has been a, a, a specifically a, a, um, a couple of the English guys had a right go at us. The only time they, they, they want to mention Celtic, for example, is when we when we get a doing against PSG. They don't want to mention anything else. Um, <coughs> There have been one or two guys on this show, specifically I can't remember what nights it was, so therefore I'm not entirely sure who's neighbour. You personally, maybe you didn't. Okay, fine, I'll accept that. My point is it has been there. Now, if that's the way people want to do things, that's up to them. But I think it's time, at the end of the day, we are the flag bearers in Scotland. There is no doubt about that. We are the only... In Europe, we're the only game in town for Scotland. And I think we are getting better. Are we at the top of the tree? No, not in Europe. Are we on a level with Belgium, Holland, the Austrian teams, the Hungarian teams, the Eastern European teams? Probably. And maybe we deserve a wee bit of credit. That's all I'm saying. And are you saying, David, you're getting better? Well, we're getting we're better than last year, if we go through tonight. Yeah, we're I th- better. I, yeah, I think I think that there's still a, a lot of learning for Celtic. Um I know that the, you're talking about the the English media and, and pundits down there said that you know, it was embarrassing for Celtic. It was embarrassing for Scottish football, because as much as as much as you're right in saying that that Celtic are the ones that are flying the flag for Scotland, wait, you don't want to you don't want to see a Scottish team getting the beating that they got off PSG twice. It was a a little bit, and uh, players will tell you they would have been embarrassed with their results. Okay, fine, I accept that. I don't want to see Celtic beat 7 1 off anybody. Yeah. I don't want to see David. Let me finish, Gordon. No, let me finish. Okay. I don't want to see Celtic beat 5 1 at home off anyone. But we in this, Celtic in this country constantly get thrown at us. You're so far ahead, everyone. You're so far ahead, everyone. Yet when it happens in the reverse in Europe, that doesn't seem to count. Now, yes, I get the fan thing. I understand that, that, you know, logic doesn't come into that. Because I'm the same. Logic doesn't come into it when. It's teams against Celtic, whatever. But when it comes to guys who are actually reporting this on Scottish football, when it comes to people who are reporting on European football, maybe they should actually take that in their account, which they don't seem to a lot. I'm no, I don't want to do this. Everybody's against Celtic. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't believe that. 
But what I do think is we do have a predication in this country where we have to bring everybody down a peg or two. Okay, thanks and to David. Oh, sorry, carry on, David. I thought you were done. Sorry. And maybe we should start promoting the positives rather than highlighting the negatives. Okay, thanks to David in George's Cross for his thoughts on tonight's game. We're only half an hour away from kick-off. I suppose David will get many of his questions answered in the next 24 hours. We will see if Celtic make it to the Europa League and what the reaction is. Now, I did say, if you cast your mind back, we were going to hear from Rangers midfielder Jason Holt. So let's do that. The Rangers team have been out and about at the Royal Hospital for Children in Glasgow today doing their Christmas visit, handing out some toys, posing for pictures and all the rest of it. Jason Holt says they're... Um, Playing to impress the new boss Whoever he may be And insist that he hopes He hopes to keep his run in the team Whenever that new manager arrives Holt says doing the double over Aberdeen Gives the Ibrox club the edge Over their rivals for second place But says that they can't take anything for granted It's great to be back in the team Playing every week And you know just helping the boys and The last two results have been Have been uh, really good for the club But it's about pushing on them And building on those I think it was important That we showed a reaction To the, the two results Because they were you know, Vastly disappointing results For the club And for us players So it was important That we bounced back It was a great result In midweek at Ibrox Where I thought We, you know, we, we controlled the game And uh, were deserved winners And then I think When we went up to Cotodre It was a great result For the club And we showed a different side To the game Especially in the last 20 minutes Down to 10 men We showed real determination And you know, we, we dug deep We won't get carried away It's only, it's only two games So I think it's important That uh, we build on these because I think we've showed previously in the season and last season that uh, consistency has been a problem for us so uh, we need to nail that down. So at the end of the day it's, it's, it's three points a game you know we still need to build on these results and we know we need to show a, a, a more level of consistency. Yeah, not just myself but I think uh, the whole squad have enjoyed working under Graham you know he's came and you know, the least we can give his players 100% hard work and that's what we've gave. As for a new manager you know I think everyone's playing to prove that they deserve to be in the team and that's the case for any club. Just before we, we discuss that a bit further, I like the, the tweets that came in here. Listen to these. So I said that Rangers were out at the Royal Hospital for children this afternoon. You can see them on our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB posing for pictures and so on. Now, Barry Quinn has tweeted us and he's got a Celtic picture. So he's obviously a Celtic fan and he says, I've got to say they were great with Daniel, who I assume is his son, that you can see in one of these pictures. A great bunch. Thanks again. And he says, but I'll give you a laugh. I said, Daniel, say hi to another Dan- Daniel holding him up to what he thought was Daniel Candeas. And it was actually Fabio Cardoso So there we are There were no, there were not two Daniels at all But I liked that from Barry Quinn Glad you and Daniel had a good afternoon What about the, the, the comments there from Jason Holt Gordon He's obviously um, He's one of the guys that's back in the team And we always hear these when a new manager comes in About this clean slate that everybody gets And, and so on Rather than speculating about who the manager may be Or when he's going to arrive What type of health or otherwise will he find his squad in when he arrives? Uh, I think it needs a bit of work Gordon And uh, I know a lot of Rangers fans may come on and disagree The fact that they've beaten Aberdeen back to back But over the long term I think it will need a bit of work I think it'll need a few transfer windows To see whoever the new manager is To bring in his own players His own style of football um, How he's going to try and take Rangers forward um, I said a couple of weeks ago And I still still stand by it That there's, there's a lot of dead wood it Rangers just now um, And people will be shouting Well hold on a minute We've just beat Aberdeen Who finished second You know Back to back victories But I still think it's a rebuilding job For any new manager coming in And I'm sure Whoever comes in The first thing you'll need to do Is You'll need to get one or two players out To make way For new players coming in Davey is a Rangers fan in Pollock Hi Davey uh, How you doing buddy? Yep uh, all good Good evening everybody Hello, I, can, I, can't, I, I can't agree anymore with 
what was this being said on the phone there? You've got Cranshire and Rosenthal who played uh, to, played for England under twenty one level, captained them, but they're dead wood now. They're, they're unfit. You need to get them out the door. The other thing is, I was going to say, I'm a Billy Davis fan to be quite honest with you, but Mike Murphy has done a fantastic job there against Hamilton and the defeat of Hamilton at Ibrox. Rangers should have been five or six nothing up at half time and weren't. The same against Dundee. Rangers should have won that game in the first half out of the park. So my, my response to the situation is, why don't we give McMurtry the job to the end of the season? And the £2 million we're going to pay Aberdeen to bring Derek McInnes and his staff there, why don't we go and get Jamie Walker and go and, and, go and get uh, Lewis Malt from Motherwell and spend that money on strengthening the squad, just as it was said uh I think I don't know who it was that said it was speaking there. Gordon. Uh, aye, he he's saying bring in. We need new players to build that to build a pool. Now this guy has got these players playing for him. Every one of them want to play in the jersey now. With two fantastic results again, Aberdeen five uh, one and aggregate basically. That's my thoughts. But can I just ask you what you're thinking of? Um, the Graham Marty thing's interesting because Graham Marty's been in charge of a living. Rangers games He's lost twice to Dundee He's lost to Hamilton And he's lost to Inverness Cali Thistle Now if you put that Over the course Of an SPL season He would have lost 14 games Now I, I can't think of a Rangers supporter Who would come onto this show And accept losing 14 games Across a, you know, a 38 game campaign um, Graham Murty has been landed With this job Twice now On a temporary basis um, Has conducted himself very well Throughout it all I don't think he's got the experience To be a full-time manager of Rangers I understand he's just beaten Aberdeen home and away Prior to that he lost at home to Hamilton And lost at Dundee I don't think he's ready to be Rangers manager um, Rangers need a proper manager To come in and sort things out I agree with Gordon Changes need to be made But But If you remember When Brendan Rodgers came in Brendan Rodgers was told at Celtic He was going need to tear the squad up the team that's taking on Anderlecht tonight Brendan Rodgers inherited nine of those players He's only signed Sinclair and Dembele So if you get I can't reckon, the right manager in at Rangers Then he's going to improve what's already there And, you know, add one, two, three, four, whatever But I, I tend to think Celtic have found out That the most important appointment The most important signing in a football club is the manager of the first team Rangers yep. need to get that right They need to get a proper manager in now Let him manage And let him improve the players And improve the squad Can I come back in for a minute? Yeah, and you go Graham McMurtry is an interim manager Now Graham McMurtry didn't sign All eight players He never signed any of them The last time he took over And done a job for Rangers He didn't sign any of the players either That's the point I'm making here So all of a sudden He's, he's changed things about Considering when Pedro was in He's totally changed it about As I said He should, he should have beat They didn't he But he should have beat Hamilton to me And Dundee But he didn't he Okay right So that's, four, that's six points Down the drain But at the end of the day The players that's there At this minute in time Weren't his players So if he gets the opportunity To uh, to, to bring some of his players in Remember one thing Any manager Even uh, Any manager uh, any Any league Has got to start somewhere as, as, as the first team coach And to me Considering he, he, he went to Petodre and 1-2-1 one, one, 
and, and played uh, Aberdeen off the park at Ibrox. That was a massive, massive improvement to the Rangers team. Now, I understand where you're coming from, but Derek McInnes has played second fiddle to Rangers, it's to Celtic, with a massive amount of points over, over the last few seasons. So, where is the team at Ibrox? Until these players are brought in, do you think he's, do you think he's going to make that much of a difference to the end of this season? Because seemingly we are the Celtic fans. They've got a treble wrapped up just now. Okay, thanks to Davey, the Rangers fan in Pollock. We're going to get these to a full-time teaser, and that's coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com. Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Uh, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna of the Scottish Sun are here We have some big breaking news this evening Everyone was wondering when will Rangers approach Aberdeen for Derek McInnes They have And here's Aberdeen's answer A one line statement Aberdeen Football Club has announced this evening Rangers have contacted the club asking for permission to speak to Derek McInnes And that permission has been refused So anyone who thought this was going to be a foregone conclusion Better think again Because Aberdeen have refused Rangers permission To speak to Derek McInnes Roger Hanna Aside from panicking about what your back page is going to look like tomorrow Give us your reaction um, I don't know Panicking We've got a nice easy back page now We've got, we've got this story ah, We've got Celtic tonight We've got lots of stuff um, I said earlier on the show Gordon I thought there would be one more twist In this saga um, I think you've just seen what the twist is um, Aberdeen Issued a statement through the chairman Stuart Mill Two weeks ago saying Derek McInnes was content to remain as manager Derek McInnes reiterated that 24 hours later um, It was always going to be interesting to see How Aberdeen reacted to an approach from Rangers Because uh, What we didn't know was And all the figures have been bandied about What it might take to get Derek McInnes and his team Out of Petaudry to Ibrox what was unclear was the clause in the contract did it stipulate that if Rangers meet this money, Aberdeen were obliged yep. to say, yes, come and speak to our manager. Because tonight, unless Rangers have gone in and offered a figure beneath some sort of activation clause, you would have to believe that the clause in the contract doesn't necessarily allow Rangers on any other club. The right to go and speak If you remember When Sunderland came in the summer It was a different contract Derek McInnes has an improved contract since then Initially Sunderland didn't get permission to speak to Derek McInnes Subsequently they did So It will be interesting to see how this plays out Over the next day or two or three Bearing in mind Derek McInnes is a big game On Friday night Rangers fans, Aberdeen fans, anyone else who's interested, give us your reaction. Aberdeen have knocked back Rangers' request to speak to Derek McInnes. So, it looks like this one, Gordon DL, is going to rumble on for a bit longer. Yeah, I think we've got another few weeks out of this, Gordon. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Aberdeen keep digging their heels in because you've got the Aberdeen... Well, the ball presumably then goes into Derek McInnes's court. Yeah, yeah. He can he can go in and, and, and have a chat with uh, the board at Aberdeen, but... They've already come out a couple of weeks ago or last week and, and made the statements that Derek was very happy uh, staying at Aberdeen. He had a job to do there. So this is going to roll on for another, I, I would say, quite a while, to be honest with you, because I think Stuart Milne will look at this and think, no, nope, you're not getting our manager. We want to keep the manager. We've come out and stated that. They've got a responsibility to their supporters as well. 
But it'll be interesting to see, you know, or hear what the conversations between Derek McInnes and the, the Airdrie board are over the next com- coming days, because that will let you know if Derek McInnes wants to come and to Ibrox. It, it will also be interesting to see how determined Rangers are to get Derek McInnes. What, what this has shown tonight is that all the stories in the newspapers were correct. Derek McInnes is the man Rangers want. Might have taken them five or six weeks to make the approach, but they've made the approach. Derek McInnes is the number one target. Rangers now need to follow this through and get their man because if they don't get their man, uh, they'll look rather foolish in the eyes of their fans. They'll see Aberdeen, one of their biggest rivals, have the bragging rights over them. And whoever does get the job would know he was the second choice behind Derek McInnes. So Rangers now, having been refused permission by Aberdeen to speak to McInnes, now need to push forward. Brian's in Lark Hall Brian what did you make of that breaking news then that Aberdeen have knocked back Rangers uh, request for permission to speak to Derek McInnes Yes Gordon uh, What's your source is it Aberdeen website oh, yeah, It's an Aberdeen club statement it's official Okay okay because there's nothing in Sky nothing in BBC uh, Surprise surprise Gordon You, uh, sorry Roger you come up with a negative slant uh, What makes you think that Rangers have, have agreed a compensation fee they've just asked to speak to the guy and you're saying that, that it always comes down to money with Rangers. You know, Hugh Keevans is already... I mean, I, I, I went to task with Hugh regarding Rangers and debt. Rangers have got no debt. And he was going on about soft loans. And I explained to him what was going to happen with these soft loans. They were going to turn in the equity and it was going to be a bigger shareholding, mm-hmm. which and, was announced and, and, in the And, and there's a new year, share issue was announced last Thursday night. OK, well, you have to look... The situation we have to look at the moment with Rangers is the, the being down in the fourth tier... It's damaged the club, there's no doubt about that. And it, it's taken a long, long time for us to get back to any sort of normality. At this moment in time, Celtic have got access to the Champions League. They've got a viable commercial uh, deal. Brian, I hope you'll forgive me for butting in. I, I don't like to do it, but could, can we keep this to, to Derek McInnes no, just well, at the moment? Just in terms of... I just want to try and defend my club, because every time you know, there's some, some of the panellists, not all of them, Always comes down to finance But that's what I'm saying Specifically What is your allegation t- Towards Roger? Well he said that, that, that he, he spoke about the compensation Rangers have not met the compensation No 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 no, no 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 I think you've maybe missed I think if you replay it back I Brian. think that's exactly what Roger said Brian he's about to explain Brian. it If you, if you, if you, if you, if you want him to, Yeah yeah carry on okay. right. What we're saying is there's various, Say for arguments For ease of figures Say it's a million pounds Right? I think there was a presumption that if Rangers went to Aberdeen and said, we'll give you a million pounds, Aberdeen were obliged to say, yes, you can have permission to speak to the manager. Rangers have maybe said to Aberdeen tonight, we'll meet the, the terms of this, you know, we'll meet the million pounds. Maybe it's in Derek's contract that even if potential employers do meet, I'm not saying Rangers are you know trying to do this in the cheap, maybe Rangers have gone in with the million pounds tonight, but maybe that isn't enough for Aberdeen, I don't mean enough financially. I mean maybe that doesn't trigger anything. You know, maybe that maybe Aberdeen aren't obliged, not just with Rangers, but if Sunderland had come back in or if Preston or Norwich or Bristol City, maybe actually showing a willingness to pay the money doesn't actually trigger anything that forces Aberdeen to grant permission if you see what I mean I'm not saying Rangers are being a skin flint over this far, okay, okay, far okay. from it you've softened your tone then right that's fine that's I'm, gl- fine. I'm glad you're happy with my tone Brian uh, um, as I said I wasn't happy with it before, you know before well it was after I phoned 
but I wasn't sure if I was going to on the, the show tonight. Uh, can I speak? To, I, I'll give you my opinion, and I've never changed with day one. I don't think Denny McInnes is the right man for the Rangers job, but I'm the same as any other Rangers supporter. If Rangers are pursuing the man and they end up getting him, he'll have my 100% bang until it's time not to back him. I'm just, you know, looking at my, my gut feeling. I hope I'm wrong. Obi comes in and he makes us 100% better. Do you think if Aberdeen dug their heels in and repeatedly refused permission for Rangers to speak to their manager, do you think Derek McInnes is the type of man, bearing in mind former Rangers supporter, former Rangers player, do you think he's the type who would resign and force the issue? I think he would try to force it through. I, I think people that think that Derek McInnes would turn the Rangers' job down are... It's hard to get the right words. I think they're fools, to be honest. Uh, so I think, I don't know whether he would resign. I mean, there's no doubt that Derek McInnes is a, he's a, he's a good professional. No doubt about that. I, I'm not going to criticise him for that. I'm just no sure he's the right man. And, if, a time of and if we spin it around, Brian... We don't get a lot of Aberdeen fans phoning this show as many as we get Rangers and Celtic fans. Do you think the board, regardless of what was actually said in the conversation, do you think the Aberdeen board, in the first instance, were always going to knock back an approach because it makes them look stronger in the eyes of their own fans? So that even if Derek McInnes a week or ten days down the line is being paraded as Rangers manager, at least Stuart Milne can say to his fans, well, we try the hardest, we knock back that original bid. So maybe this is just the start of a very public negotiation period, if you like. OK, thanks to Brian and Lark Hall. That breaking news that Aberdeen have rejected Rangers' um, request to speak to Derek McInnes. That's, put, that's putting me back a wee bit, so we're, uh, we're a bit behind no, on the full-time teaser. But you'll be okay. For a you'll be okay. We'll squeeze it in and then we'll get back to the phones because it's very busy after that breaking news. So, Champions League night. Fairly obvious. So since Celtic's first season in the Champions League group stages in 2001... Eight players from the home nations So that's Scotland, England, Wales, Northern Ireland and Republic of Ireland For the purposes of this question We're looking for the eight players who've scored more than one group stage goal And from those countries so outlined above from, from 2001 Yeah, so that's Celtic's Champions League history, essentially so we're looking for the eight players from the home nations who've scored more than one goal in the group stages for Celtic. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, Gordon Henrik Larsson isn't one of them. I didn't say him. Just, 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 just in case you were about to. That's all. No, no. Okay. I was never going to say that. Right. Eight, eight players. Yes. Mm-hmm. Henrik Larsson. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, any to start us off before we take some calls? Yeah, John Hartson. John Hartson. Easy. He's got two. Mm. Sutton. Yep, he's got three There you go Larson <laughs> I'm ignoring you John is an Airdrie Hi John Hi Paul, how you doing? Not too bad Hi, My point is I was a caller um, About half an hour ago He called in And he said His point was About the tackle On Sunday in the Rangers game Yeah I remember and, it Yep uh, his, the, the boy has a point there The two tackles I think it was the boy Shinny And is it, was it about Clay the second one Jason Holt Yeah I think so yep uh, they, they two tackles themselves Were Ridiculous! Um, I, I can I don't understand why Ryan Jack was sent off uh, when when these two tackles got got let go. Now I, I'm actually a Celtic fan and I, I sympathise with Rangers in the game on Sunday. Now Rangers played very very well on Sunday from a neutral point of view. Uh, I, I think they deserved the game overall. But that red card that could have changed the game 
um, for Rangers and they could again lost valuable points. I just want to see what your point was on that. Roger, what did you make of those two tackles then in particular? Because I don't think we, we really got round to looking at them. We got distracted by talk of Ryan Edwards yeah. on the last call, didn't the we? The Aberdeen ones? Yes. Um, when Graham Shinney initially went in, it was one of those ones that you think, oh, it could, it, it's almost an orange card if you like. Um, it could go. It could go either way. Um, it was earlier in the game, and he ended up getting a yellow card. And I think for the rest of the game, he was on that. He was trading that very fine line. Um, I actually thought Willie Collum controlled the game quite well. I thought, as you said in the show last night, it, it could have been a difficult week for Willie Collum. Two very high-profile fixtures, and I think in the main, he got the vast majority of the decisions correct. But listen. All these big games There's going to be one or two talking points About you know whether you get them all correct uh, Thanks to John The Celtic fan and Airdrie there Just a quick recap on that breaking news Aberdeen have released a statement tonight Saying that Rangers have contacted them Asking for permission to speak to Derek McInnes And that has been refused Kick off at Celtic Park And answers to the full time teaser Coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Download the app and score a tap in Please gamble responsibly. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Lots happening. It might be quarter to eight, but don't think we're wound, winding down for the night because Scott Brown has just led Celtic into the huddle as they look to clinch European football after Christmas. Kickoff between Celtic and Anderlecht is seconds away and elsewhere. As we told you just before the break, Aberdeen have rejected. Rangers approach to speak to Derek McInnes So it looks like this one is going to rumble on and on I also asked these guys for the full time teaser We're looking for 8 players from the home nations Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales, Northern Ireland Who've scored more than one goal for Celtic In the Champions League You gave me Sutton and Hartson What else you got? Kenny Miller Kenny Miller, yeah, yeah Liam Miller Liam Miller, well done I thought that was one of the, the tough ones Gary Hooper Gary Hooper too, yeah now, I think he was an answer to last night's full time teaser. Is it mm. Alan Thompson? Alan Thompson is in there. He's got three goals for Celtic at that stage. Magidi. Mm. Oh, you're absolutely flying. That should get seven of the eight. Come on, Roger. Last one's tough, though, I would say. Mm-hmm. Last one yeah, is tough. The last, one's, the last one's troubling, is it, at the minute? Okay, into the early stages of this game at Celtic Park, just you know, less than a minute on well, the clock. Underlegged on the attack is is the first thing you would have to see inside you know fifty seconds at Celtic Park. Um, the debate last night with the tactic would be Hugh Keevan said they need to go all out attacker. What's the point coming to Glasgow in the first place? It looks as if they're trying to force Celtic back. Scott is a Rangers fan in Kirkintilloch. We're going to speak to him in a second. Let's speak to Keith from. Well, we've had Keith from Kirkintilloch as well I don't know what's happening We've got Kirkintilloch crew on the phone But Keith's an Aberdeen fan So I'm keen to get Keith's opinion On what's just happened tonight, Keith uh, It's a point really for Roger Hanna I know he spoke earlier this evening About uh, the media across the board Had expected that this may happen However, the major question was Why has it not happened today? Which was a bit of mystery So the inevitable has happened In the initial approaches have been made my message to Stuart Milne would be if the money is right let him go now there's two main reasons for that one was the recent uh, transfer activity where Aberdeen have not replaced the quality that they lost big example Stevie May 400 grand another 100 pound another 100,000 they potentially could have got Louis Moult from Motherwell who I think would have been a, a, a much better proposition for Aberdeen 
And two, this has been touched on in the media in recent times, that uh, consistently, not all the time, but too regularly for my liking, Aberdeen and Derek McInnes don't do it in the big games. And that's been happening all too often, and there's two in a row recently. Uh, Roger, your thoughts? Um, somebody mentioned Stevie May to me at the weekend, actually. And I like Adam Rooney. I think Adam Rooney carries a threat. Um I think he probably carries more of a threat than Stevie May But whether it's Rooney Or whether it's May Or whether it's Nicky Maynard It's going to be difficult to score goals When Aberdeen aren't creating that many chances And I think they're creating fewer and fewer chances Without McGinn and Hayes in the team I think at the weekend They missed Ryan Christie badly But I, I, I take on board all the points you're making And also Even fast forward to the end of this season As an Aberdeen fan you know, Ryan Christie will go back to Celtic, you would think. Greg Stewart will go back to Birmingham. Dom Ball will go away to, to Rotherham. Kenny McLean's already intimated he's going to leave the club. You would think at Carry Anderson's age, it's unlikely he'll be back after the World Cup to Aberdeen next summer. So whether it's Derek or whether it's someone else, there's going to be another sort of rebuild at Aberdeen next summer. And, you know, it, it's interesting. Does Derek want to stay and preside over? That rebuild um, It will be fascinating I think it will be fascinating To see how this plays out Over the next two or three days Thanks to Keith the Aberdeen fan In Kirkintilloch there Gordon A massive Massive chance for <laughs> Anderlecht Inside two minutes Yeah they've started really well Gordon I know there's only About three and a bit minutes On the clock But uh, They started right on the front foot Which we were expecting And really Craig Gordon Terrific save But If you're the Anderlecht manager You're thinking my team should be in front. I think that's a, a a real snip. I think he's got to do better. It was uh, cut back to him just on yeah, and he's right. The six yard box. If he, if if he picks either side of Craig Gordon, he'll probably put it in the back of the net. But say <sighs> take nothing away from the Celtic goalkeeper, he made himself big and he got that save. What what a start that would have been Celtic, for the visitors. Celtic have just been denied. One of the most obvious corners you will ever see Clearly kicked out by an Anderlecht player Referee says goal kick So it's goalless at the moment at Celtic Park Scott is on the line in Kirk and Tillich Hi Scott Hi Pano, how you doing alright? Yeah, yeah not Scott. bad Scott, what, what did you yeah, make I... of that news that we just brought you then About Derek McInnes and Aberdeen Rejecting Rangers approach? Um, that, that doesn't surprise me at all Because I think obviously uh, Where boards are concerned There's going to be a cat and mouse game Between uh, money involved um, It's like what the I don't, I don't know if they bid something or no, but I think this is just going to go ding, ding, ding for the next couple of days, and I think inevitable will happen that McInnes will be the manager. I don't really know my thoughts on it. I listened to the guy two calls before, and I, I, I think the job is too big for McInnes, but I'm saying if he comes in, I'll stand by him. That, but, um, the, the thing for me though that I kind of get my head around is the board waiting this long and I've been thinking about it and I think there can only be one obvious answer on this and the answer is when they sacked well my opinion when they sacked Casino they knew that the double header was coming up against Aberdeen and I think the reason no no I they want to go for McInnes but I don't think they've went for McInnes because I don't think they wanted to go into Aberdeen with a double header against them because of the kind of rivalry so to speak between them and I think that's the only reason I can put down why we never went for McInnes before now if that's no other reason I would love the board to answer why they've waited so long to get McInnes and seeing you answer that can I come back to another point about the goalkeeping situation yeah we'll try and squeeze that one in uh, whoever wants to answer it Roger Gordon you keep an eye on the game for us then okay. Roger do you think that double header played any part it's all I can think of I, I, If it didn't I'm baffled as to why it took so long 
I can only think a decision has been taken in the Rangers boardroom a month ago that they are going to wait. They'll entrust Graham Murphy with the first team until such times as these back-to-back games with Aberdeen are out of the way and then they'll make the approach. If, if, if it's not that, then, as I say, I am somewhat baffled. Go on then, Scott, second point. I'll make it quite quick. Right, if it is McInnes as our manager, um, I've heard that the last couple of days, obviously, if our manager comes in to rebuild Rangers, we need players. I personally think we need a goalkeeper, and, and here's one of my main reasons. If you look at Rangers' history, in years and years and years, decades, you, you had Stefan Kloss, Andy Gorham, Chris Woods. I don't think that the, the keeper of Rangers got the new as a patch in any way three. And even if you look back to his free kick, and I don't want to just single that one out, there's lots of reasons, but I think he's poor at free kicks. He didn't learn nothing in that Aberdeen free kick to what he did when, the, when they lost the free kick the last time. It was that, very similar, that, wasn't it, James Madison? Absolutely similar. I knew the ball was going in the net before Frank Ross took the free kick. I thought if he puts that in there, it's going in. He's very suspect um, at free kicks all the time. I think he's too busy personally trying to make camera saves. And I think if he try to just if he just took one step to right and caught the ball instead of trying to make a dive out of people. He's not got a patch in previous history Let me ask Gordon about that Scott I I want to get your question answered before we have to go Gordon, talk about players who divide opinion Wes Fotheringham is one of them Because we get callers on here saying He's brilliant And then we get other ones who don't even want him in the team at all He really does seem to divide opinion Yeah he does He does uh, Of that there's no doubt Gordon Um, You know just sitting at Ibrox And you can hear people round about He's got a lot of supporters that think he's a top class goalkeeper And then you've got Other supporters That don't think He's any good at all um, He does divide the support um, I think he's okay I think he's a decent enough goalkeeper um, I think he needs A bit of competition I think that it Would help uh, Okay you can talk about The, the goalkeepers of past Like say the, the Chris Woods For instance uh, Andy Gorham's They were exceptional He's not in that class James Forrest is down Holding his ankle It looks like he's taking A sore one Might be okay He's he's back on his feet At the moment Just limping Uh, Gordon with 8 minutes gone Give us a a quick update On what's been happening Well I think If you're under You would feel a bit Disappointed Gordon That you've not put the ball In the back of the net Because they had a great opportunity They opened up Celtic's defence Good running behind The full back Lustig Ball played across And they really should Put the ball in the the back of the net To make it 1-0 And that would have been The perfect start But uh, Celtic will just be hoping That it calms down a little bit Is it just about Celtic Weathering the storm Because Anderlecht Were always going to start quick They've not had a lot of the ball Gordon Which is unusual for Celtic Especially uh, At a home game Anderlecht are really Stretching the play They're making some good passes Um, As I say They've come out And they've nothing to lose They need to go And be on the front foot They need to be very Attack minded and they're obviously got a game plan And as I say, they should have been one up So, Celtic surviving an early scare But it is still Celtic nil, Anderlecht nil. What's that? Nine minutes on the clock So we'll keep a keen eye on that in the next couple of seconds To see if we get anything before we go off air What about the final answer to this teaser? We're looking for players from the home nations Who've scored more than once for Celtic in the Champions League You've got them all bar one Liam Miller, Aidan McGeady, Gary Hooper John Hartson, Alan Thompson, Kenny Miller And Chris Sutton mm-hmm. Any more for any more? It's not Anthony Stokes, is it? It's not Barry Robson Barry Robson No I'm amazed that you got that (laughs) Where did you get that from? Where did you pluck that answer from? I don't know I just (laughs) just, Honestly, God It's against the two Danish teams, isn't it? 
Honestly Barry Robson Well done Thanks to Gordon D. Ellen Roger Hanna For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard It is still Celtic nil And elect nil At Celtic Park We will bring you And Bayern Munich Have just taken the lead Against PSG As well We'll bring you All the fallout From that game On tomorrow night's programme We're back from 6 o'clock And of course Big developments tonight In the other main story As well as Aberdeen refuse Rangers permission To speak to Derek McInnes Callum Gallagher's up next Don't go anywhere Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. This Christmas-